0: I've got the victory living inside of me. i got the greater war I can overcome. This ain't no time to turn back, no less to grow slack. i got to keep pressing on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Good morning, Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore. This is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, We say that because we want to, in Faith School, release faith first thing, off the bat, that that's actually what's happening right now and will happen through the rest of the class is that you and I, all of us, will get something from God's Word and God's Spirit That'll encourage us, strengthen us, so that instead of having less faith when the class is over, we have more. Our faith is growing. Now we've got to use it, we've got to exercise it, but it's got to be fed first. So get your Bible and get something to make a note with. Come on in, join us right here in the seat we've saved for you. And let's release faith in prayer. Father, we all ask you for exactly what you would say to us and show us today. Give us ears and hearts and eyes to hear it, see it, receive it. And uh, we purpose to walk in the light thereof. Thank you for helping us to come up higher and become stronger and leading us out of difficulties and problems into total victory. We thank you that you always cause us to triumph. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We've been for uh, uh, weeks now on the subject of faith for healing, and we've seen that uh, Jesus told people repeatedly, your faith has made you whole. And we see that faith comes by hearing. Well, faith for healing comes by hearing about healing. And in the ministry of Jesus, A lot of time and energy and effort was spent in ministering healing. Jesus' earthly ministry, a big part of it, was ministering to people, healing and deliverance. Uh, We're told that there were big crowds, multitudes, even great multitudes, where many, many people were delivered and healed. About 20 individual cases are recorded where we have some detail about who they were, what, what was wrong and how they received. So we've been going through these one by one and are believing to continue till we get through all of them. How many think we can get all the way? We can get all 20. Yeah, we, with the Lord's help. Uh, unless he comes first and if that's the case, we won't care anyway. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but uh, as long as we're down here in these bodies, We're going to need some healing here and there, you and people you know. And so the smart people build up their faith ahead of time before they're in the middle of a fight or or an issue. So we saw the first case is the healing of the leper. And we saw how that he cried out and said, Lord, I know you can heal me if you will. And Jesus immediately said, I will be clean. And we should learn from each one of these. We should all believe that He will. It's His will. Amen. And then second, our second healing that we've gotten into now is the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. And we see that recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So let's go back Matthew 8. And let's read these again. Uh, and, and the big thing is don't, don't, don't act like you've read this before. Because there are things in here you haven't seen yet. Be looking for these things that you haven't noticed yet. Matthew 8, 14. When Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with demons. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Why don't you say that, uh, say that out loud? Himself, himself Jesus, Jesus took, my took my infirmities he bore my sicknesses he, my sicknesses, he carried my pains carried my pain, and, by stripes, and by his stripes I am healed. I am healed. Praise God. Would it be wrong to agree with the Bible, to to quote the Bible verbatim? No, it's absolutely right. In Mark, the first chapter, let's read Mark's account of this about verse 29 here. Mark 1, 29, forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. And Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and anon they tell him of her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. And it even when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with demons. And all the city was gathered together at the door, and he healed many that were sick of divers' diseases, and cast out many demons, and suffered not the demons to speak, because they knew him. Luke 4, let's read Luke's account, Luke 4 and verse 38. He arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they besought him for her. Like we said, the Amplified and the Weish translation said, She had been afflicted for some time with a chronic fever, a severe one. Amplified said she was suffering in the grip of a burning fever. So she's not just running a few degrees, of temperature. She's delirious. She's in a bad way. And uh, apparently it didn't just happen that day. This has been going on for some time. And uh, they besought Jesus for her. Uh, They said, Lord, uh, maybe they called her name. Peter said, you know, my my mother-in-law, my wife's mother, is laid back here on the bed and she's in a bad way. And this has been going on for some time. Would you minister to her? And Jesus immediately did. He never told anybody that it wasn't God's will or that they should wait a while. So these are unscriptural ideas that we should not believe. He he stood over her, verse 39 says, and rebuked the fever. Now, like we said on yesterday's class, that um, this is where some mind renewal needs to take place. If uh, you had a, you're running a high fever, or or your child is running a high fever, and and you told somebody about it, and they said, "Well, did you speak to it?" Most Christians would go, "Huh." what? What do you mean, did I, did I speak to what? Uh, I've been praying? No, no. Did you talk to the fever? Talk to the fever. Well, no, I don't talk to fevers. Well, Jesus did. I said, Jesus did, and he's our example. Hmm? And You'll find a lot of people that say, well, yeah, but now Brother Keith, that's Jesus. He's the Son of God. He can do stuff. You're not. And that leaves the impression that what he did in his earthly walk, recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he did as God. He did as the Son of God. The Bible specifically tells us that is not what happened. He did it as a man, not as God. And... uh, People say, well, he just did it to prove that he's the son of God. No, we just got through seeing in Matthew that he said the healing of these people is a fulfillment of prophecy from Isaiah that himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Well, that's, that speaks to the cross. That speaks to redemption for all mankind. But one place that you can see it very clearly is in John, if you would look back there or over there, I should say, to uh, John in the 14th chapter. Jesus is about to go to the cross at this point. And of course, they, the, the 12 and the people with him have seen many, many miracles and deliverances. And uh, in John 14, uh, Philip had said in verse 9, uh, excuse me, uh, verse 8, show us the Father. Verse 9, Jesus said, if I've been so long time with you and you've not known me, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Verse 10, believest thou not that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? Uh, The words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. Now now notice that, make note of that, the works. Because that's what he's going to be talking about the next several phrases here. Everybody say the works. The what works are we talking about? The works of Jesus. The works that he did in, in these years of ministry, three and a half years of ministry. From the time he was baptized in the river Jordan, anointing came on him. Uh, after the wilderness temptation, he came out in the power of the spirit. He taught, he preached, he ministered healing and deliverance. And we see healings, deliverances, and miracles ongoing. And so he's about to talk about these works and how they happened and how they can happen with us. And I I, I begin um, uh, yesterday's broadcast talking about how that, uh, you know, when it says Jesus rebuked that fever Well, we know he said something. In this case, we're not told exactly what he said. We're just told the fact that he rebuked the fever. We know he addressed the fever, and we know he told it somehow. He told it to get out. He told it to leave, and it obeyed him. And that is not an isolated instance. That's how he operated. That's how he functioned. That's his mode of operation. And I read to you from these other of the 20 cases. uh, He told the nobleman's son, go your way, your son lives. Man at the pool, rise, take up your bed and walk. He told the leper, be clean. He told the paralyzed man, take up your your couch, go to your house. He told the man with the withered hand, stretch forth your hand. I mean, uh, he told the deaf man's ears, be opened. He, he told the uh, woman with the spirit of infirmity, you're loosed from your infirmity. He told the blind Bartimaeus, receive your sight. Do you hear a theme here? Is he See, see none of that is prayer. None of that's prayer. He's not praying, asking the Father. Fo- now, Jesus did a lot of praying, but this is not prayer. He's speaking to the situation. Can you see that? Yes. He's not talking to the individual necessarily. Uh, sometimes he is, but he's telling them to do something as an act, but many times he's just talking directly to against the problem, the issue. But these are faith filled words of authority and faith commands. Now I uh, hold you place there in John. Look back in Matthew 21. Hold your place in John. We're not not through there. But Matthew 21. Jesus didn't just speak to fevers. He spoke to the wind and waves. He spoke um, to the dead. He spoke to trees. He spoke to things. And if we understand and believe the word... We know that everything that we see was created by words. Hmm? God said in Genesis 1, have you read Genesis account? He he spoke and said, light be. And it was everything uh, is brought into existence by words. Well, then it stands to reason that it would be affected by words or changed or altered by words since it was created by words. And in Matthew 21, this is the account of when Jesus spoke to the uh, the fig tree. Uh, verse 17, um, they went out of Bethany. And verse 18, they're returning to the city. Verse 19, he saw a fig tree and he spoke to it. He said, let no fruit grow on you henceforward forever. Who's Jesus talking to? Huh? He's not, talking, he's not praying. He's not praying to the Father. There are, there are a number of times we should quit praying about that particular thing and start saying. We should stop begging and start demanding. Not of God, but of the situation. And uh, certainly we should pray. We should do a lot of praying. Most people need to do a whole lot more praying than what they're doing, but not Pray and beg God to make the fever go away. That's what many Christians would do. That's all they know to do. Beg God to make the fever go away. We're told to do something else. Jesus, that's not how he did it. He spoke to the fever. Well, here he spoke to the tree. And um, verse 20, they said, Notice how soon the fig trees withered away. Verse 21, Jesus took that as an opportunity to teach them and had it recorded to teach all of us. He said, Verily I say to you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree. Hold on, hold on, stop, stop. Is he telling them they could have done that? Yes. Class, are you paying attention? Yes. Is he telling them they could have done that? Yes. If it was only for the little 12 group, it wouldn't be recorded for us to be reading it right now in faith school in this year. Right? We'd been better off not even seeing or knowing about it. Why was it recorded? Well, we're going to see as we go later. It's for us too. He's telling us, you could have done what I just did. Read it again. He said, if you have faith, and doubt not. You shall not only do this. Which is done to the fig tree. But also if you say to this mountain. Be removed. And be cast into the sea. It shall be done. He's not talking about praying. He didn't say. I beg the father to make the mountain go away. Plead with the father. About the tree. There's a time to pray. But there's a time not to pray. There's a time to say. A time to speak to the problem. Yes. Speak to the tree. Amen. Did he say they could do what he did? Yes. And by extension, we could do it. Amen. Yes. If the, does the scripture belong to us? Yes. That we could do what he did. Amen. And not just what he did to the tree, but something bigger than the tree. Amen. To the mountain. Yes. Why did he go to the mountain? Because that's a whole lot bigger than the tree. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is bigger. And you see the same thought in John 14. To we'll go back to John 14. He said, verse 11, uh, well, verse 10, he said, The Father that dwells in me, he does the works. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. Verily, verily, I say to you, he that believes on me, is that you? How many in here believe on him? I'm looking through the camera. Do you believe on him? You should have your hand up. Everybody say, I believe on him. I believe on him. Is he talking to you? Then Jesus said, the works I do shall he or you do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to my father. He was only here for a short time. And he just showed us how to do it. And then he, thank God, paid the price as our sacrifice, and left at th- 33, whatever his age was, young. But he, and if he had kept going, things, the works would have just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But he says, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm accomplishing this and going. But you, if you'll believe on me, there's that faith thing again. If you'll believe on me, you will do the same works I did Amen. and even greater works. Do, do we believe this or not? But you, you, the servant's not above his master. We're not going to be able to do them a different way than he did them. We'll have to do them the same way he did it. A big part of the works of Jesus was getting people delivered, getting people healed. Is that right? And how did he do it? How did he do it? Through authoritative Faith-filled words. Isn't that how he did it? Be clean. Fever, get out of here. Be healed. Get up and walk. (laughs) Is that right? That's how he did it. How will we do it? Exactly. The same way. I said exactly. The same way. Oh, friend, child of God, faith student. We need to get busy and stir ourselves up. Right? Start making our heart and our faith and our mouth do its duty. Right? Quit sitting around just tolerating stuff and waiting for something to change on its own and get used to speaking to it. Speaking to it. Speaking to it. Now, people will mock and make fun. Let them do it. They'll stop laughing when they see things happen. And then when they, they need a miracle, they'll come ask you, how'd you do it? How'd you yes, do it? That's right. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> he that believes on me the works I do, shall he do also in greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, That will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now these two verses, uh, verse 13 and 14, require a little bit of study. Because the word ask can leave the impression that he's talking about prayer and he is not. This word ask, if you look it up, you'll find that the same word in other places, in some other places, is translated demand. Demand. Don't take my word for it. Get in your concordance. Study it out. I'll give you a couple of them right now. In Luke 23, don't turn there, but Luke 23, 23, it said they they were... With loud voices requiring that Jesus be crucified, and then Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. That's the same word that's here translated ask. In the same King James Bible, the same words, not translated ask, is translated require. The NIV says it like this with loud shouts, they instantly demanded. That he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. Now, this word appears in a lot of places, and sometimes it does mean ask, but it's one of those words uh, that doesn't always translate into English. It has a twofold meaning. You have to look at the context to see whether it's ask, request, or whether it's require, demand. But the same word is translated, that's translated ask here in the King James, is translated in more than one place, require or demand. Now, why would I take time to talk about that and, and go into that? Because here, Jesus is not talking about prayer. Can you see this or not? Yes. Now, a couple of chapters later, for instance, in the 16th chapter of John, he said, in that day, you'll ask me nothing. But whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. You know, ask that your joy may be full. That's prayer. Right? He's talking about prayer, asking the Father in his name. Is anything said about prayer here? There's no no indication of prayer. What's he been talking about? The works. The works. The works. So... Put that word demand in there like it's translated in these other places. You're not doing any disservice to the scripture. It's the same word. How does it sound? When he says, the works that I do, if you believe on me, you'll do also. And greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. And whatever you demand in my name, I'll do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you require and demand anything in my name, I'll do it. Does that fit? Why? Because that's how he did the works. Right? Isn't that how he did the works? He rebuked the fever and it left her. Well, have we been given that name? That name above all names. The name of Jesus. Well, could we speak to a fever and say, Fever, get out of here in Jesus' name. Well, that's not making a request right? That's requiring that something be done. That's demanding that something be done. That's what Jesus did and that's how we do it. If we're going to see success, that's how it works. That's how we would do the same works that he did and even get into greater works. Thank God for the authority and the power in the name of Jesus and by the greater one who lives inside us. Oh, friend, let your mind be renewed. Quit thinking like the world does. We need to act like Jesus. Somebody yeah. said, Well, you're just trying to act like Jesus. Absolutely. He is the perfect example to follow. There'll never be a better example to follow. Are you going to try to act like Jesus? Yeah. Are you going to follow His example? Yeah. Right? Yeah. People say, Well, you know what? What would Jesus do? Exactly. Jesus would say, Fever? Get out of here. So what am I going to do? I'm going to do what Jesus did. Fever? Get out of here in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. (laughs) And our time is up again. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith. Giving glory to God. We'll see you again next time here at Faith School. Really enjoyed being with you again this week in Faith School. I know a lot of you are partners with this ministry and we so appreciate that. and I couldn't do it without you. One thing I was stirred up about is we're talking about making commands of faith. The scripture says that ministering spirits in Hebrews 1.14 are sent to minister for those who shall be heirs of salvation. And whatever funds you need and whatever harvest you need, you don't want to just sit and wait on it. Claim it. Let's do it right now. Said out loud, in Jesus' name, I claim abundance. Go, ministering spirits, cause it to come in in Jesus' name. Bind up the enemy. Claim what you need. We must cease being passive and be actively laying hold. Uh, Expect those harvests to come in. I'm expecting with you. If you're not a partner, you'd like to become a partner, there's information on your screen. You can get a hold of us that way. You can join that way and help send this to many, many more people. If you hadn't got the previous classes, go online, download, catch up. There's a lot out there to get filled up and built up by. And we'll see you again soon and very soon back in Faith School. We're going to get through all these cases of healing and we're going to be healed and strong and loving and serving the Lord. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390 Nine four one seven zero two seven three nine zero.